Welcome back, everyone, to Life Reimagined, Making the Impossible Possible. I am one of the hosts, Catherine Lukedu, and I am here with my beautiful co-host, Chrissy May. Good morning. Good morning. We have a great episode for you today, and I think it's something that everyone can relate to because it has to do with stress. So we're going to be talking today about how to navigate stressful situations with a healthy mindset. And, you know, we actually had a little discussion right before we came on air. And, you know, we were kind of going back and forth between the word healthy and positive. And I don't think you actually have to be positive all the time, right? I think it's about getting through tough situations with a healthy mindset and understanding that it's a season, it's a situation, it is life that happens. And as long as we learn to, I think, just learn to deal with situations um, in a healthy manner where we get through them and we are still in one piece. Mm -hmm. And I think that's what we're going to go through today is the things that can happen due to stress if we don't learn to manage it well. I know I am one of those people that many years ago did not manage it well. And therefore, there were repercussions to that, mm -hmm. which we can talk about. So how would you like to dig into this very interesting topic, which I think is always going to be around? Mm -hmm. I don't think it's something that is uh, it's just going to come and go. I think it's something that's it's here. It always has been. Stress has always been a, been a part of people's lives. Yeah, it's never going to go away. That's life, right? And life's mm -hmm. going to come at you. And it's it's how you respond to it. That's really going to be the deciding factor on on what kind of life you decide to lead for yourself. Yeah. Uh, you know, and that's, that's indicative, uh, indicative of the decisions you make every single day outside of those situations. You know, for instance, we always talk about your daily routine or creating, you know, great habits. And so that's where these really come into play because when you're pushed into, into situations you know, whether it's um, out of out of nowhere, just quickly, or it's something that kind of builds, you're able to still, you know, stand in your power and still be healthy in very trying situations. So yeah, I mean, that's, it's, it's life. It's always gonna, it's always gonna happen. It's how we handle it. It is. I think maybe a great way to start is to talk about the way stress has actually been analyzed um, in the world of medicine and psychology, and even just medical doctors. So stress is analyzed in actually one of three ways. So it is either created by a stimulus. So something happening in your environment, which, you know, it could be a divorce, it could be death, it could be uh, a natural disaster that's happened. It could be any one of these types of things where something actually happened in your environment. It is the response of someone's to a stressful event. So that's the second, it's how you respond to the event. And number three, the interaction between the person and the stressful situation. And let's not forget, a stressful situation can also be a person, right? A person causing stress on another person. And then again, how you respond to that. And the other thing I found when I was doing a little research was stress isn't bad. But it is when we don't know how to respond to it in a healthy way, mm -hmm. right? We actually need stress in our lives because it is essential to our survival, right? It's a fight or flight syndrome, which we need so that we know if we're putting ourselves in a dangerous situation or we're not, 
So we do have to be cognitive that stress is okay. The problem is when it's ongoing stress and we actually don't know how to handle it and we don't have the mechanisms to deal with it. That's where we have the problems with health and psychology, emotional and the physical reactions to it. Mm -hmm. Right. And everyone's going to handle it differently, especially if they're an unhealthy human being, you know, they're going to get triggered very quickly. They're going to take things personal. They're going to, you know, be very defensive in their, in their, you know, arguments. And so you know, I think it comes down to each individual, obviously, you know, I mean, I, I know when I'm in stressful situations now, it's very different than it was many years ago. I'm just very, you know, I don't look to react. I just listen and then I respond. So, mm-hmm. right. I mean, it's going to come down to each individual. So why don't we actually talk about that? I love that you brought that up. So there are three words that you just brought up, which I think have everything to do with stress. So one is a trigger right? We're all triggered. Mm -hmm. And actually, you know, it's interesting when you start doing a little research, because you start going down this rabbit hole, because it just kept bringing up other ideas for me where, why is it that some people can go through the same situation, and one reacts really terribly, and, and they maybe even to the point where there's a panic attack, anxiety, and so on, and the identical situation for someone else is completely fine. I believe it really comes down to their own level of healing because say you're say you're raised by very abusive parents, you know, maybe they're alcoholics or they scream and yell a lot, you know, as an adult if you never healed that trauma or did anything with it, anybody who starts yelling at you or even if you're around alcohol, it's going to trigger you greatly because you never healed on a deeper level. So that that's why I always circle back to healing because it's a really, it's to me, it's everything and how you're going to live your life out. Yeah. And it's, that's exactly it. So it's either their present mental state, if they're already in a stressful health state, then that's just adding fuel to the fire. Mm-hmm. Or if they have a, a past traumatic event that went, right. that they went through and that trigger is just bringing something back for them. Or of course, like you said, it's just past issues and experiences in that situation. And they still don't know how to handle them because they've never been taught how to handle it. Mm-hmm. So for anyone listening here, here is where stress becomes a problem because stress releases cortisol in the body and epinephrine. And we know epinephrine is actually a drug that we use when we need to control, for example, a nut allergy, right? Right. We have all types of things where we actually control other things with, but our bodies produce it. And when we're in stressful situations, if you've ever been in one, which of course you have, you notice that your heart rate starts to go very quickly. Your blood pressure rises. You may start sweating. Your breathing becomes very shallow and almost to the point where you're probably holding your breath for some of the time. So all of these things, when they start happening all together, that's where uh, you're you're having a very strong response to a stressful situation or a stimulus or a reaction to someone. And I'm going to come back to what you said. You're either responding to the situation or you are reacting to it. Why don't you talk about it a little bit? Because I think that's where the change starts to happen within someone in dealing and managing stress is the difference between those two words. I believe it's how grounded you are. If you're a grounded human being and you're doing the daily activities to help 
manage your stress to, you know, meditation is so important. When I'm listening to you talk right now, Catherine, all I can think about were all the solutions to what you were saying. And so we don't just talk about this, these daily routines just for fluff. It's because it's going to help you manage and and respond accordingly. So for instance, if somebody's just reacting to a statement or action that was, that was done, they're not, in my opinion, grounded or centered. They're just, you know, they're, they're just, they're not even waiting to understand at all. There, there's no, there's no mindset of let me understand you where you're coming from, having a calm discussion or whatever that looks like. They're just going off right away. To me, that's somebody who is kind of like a time, a ticking time bomb, right? Mm-hmm. You know, they have no sense of groundingness. So when you listen to respond, it's a much different, comes from a much different place. It's a much more grounded place. It's, you know, you're standing in your power and you are. And there's just this mutual respect to allow someone to talk and speak and listen to them before you just react. And so, you know, if, if you if you lead by that, waiting to respond rather than react, a lot of things can get, you know, solved. A lot of a lot of situations can be handled so much more differently yeah. than just popping off right away. It's so true. And often I give the example of, you know, you get a text message and you look down and let's say it's a client. And it said, all the text message says is we need to talk (laughs) automatically, right? Right. The first response or reaction, I should say that most people have is, oh my God, what's wrong? What have I done? What's happened? Like it all goes to the negative. It all starts. Well, well, when I call them back, I'm going to tell them, you know, it's, it, it all starts to get out of hand rather than just say, okay why don't we find out what this is all about? And now just respond. Sure. When's a good time for us to talk, right? It's the reaction versus the response. Mm -hmm. I also think this is where it gets very important to have clear communication. Because for me, I don't send text messages like that out of respect for the individual. So they don't don't even have to go down that rabbit hole of you know thinking. I'm very clear in my communication, so I, I would have structured that text a lot differently. So I believe it's on. It's for both parties. It is, and I I, I wish that more people understood the difference between mm-hmm. reaction and response because I think there would be a lot less problems in the world if that were the case. Right. Uh, but it's not because not everyone has has been given the tools or done their own self awareness of what's required to actually go through life. And, you know, I'll be quite honest, I did not have any tools at all 15 years ago. So when I was working three jobs and doing a master's degree at night after nine o'clock, and I had two children under the age of five or under the age of seven, and it went on and there was just so much, I was just reacting to life, mm-hmm. right? So oh, I have to do this now. I have to do this now. And what I didn't realize is I was developing chronic stress, but you don't really realize it because it happens really slowly where you're just always tense and you always just don't really sleep very well. Mm -hmm. And then you always don't eat very well. And then you always don't exercise, right? And it's these always that continue to this pattern. And then what happens is something happens And it's like the whole world is blowing up in front of you is what it feels like. And you have no way, you don't know how to respond. So you react and you react emotionally, which means 
all of those symptoms we were talking about, the fast heart rate and all that, that begins to happen. So for me, I was in that chronic state of stress for at least a year, a year and a half. And the result of that was a massive heart attack, which then ended up being triple bypass surgery, which then ended up being a stroke. And, you know, it's actually the most extreme symptom of stress that you can get, but it's what happens. And so what I had to learn very quickly is after open heart surgery, all of a sudden you feel everything. Mm. Like I feel a half degree in in a temperature difference. I now feel um, if I've overexerted, uh, all of a sudden I'll feel it. So now, now you start looking at life differently and you start thinking to yourself, okay, well, I can feel that and I can feel the change. So now I need to learn how to not make that happen, right? Mm -hmm. So now it's, I'm just going to take a deep breath. Now I've begun to understand that, you know what? There's really not anything that isn't figureoutable. Everything has a solution. Everything, And most of the stress that we cause ourselves is in here in thinking like, why don't we sleep at night? Because we're thinking of these scenarios of things that will never actually happen. And they almost never happen or not the way we think they do. Once I started realizing that these were patterns of behavior that I had done in the past, and I had to make them change in order to remain healthy, that's when everything started to change. It's very much a conscious awareness that something has to change in order for something to change. And you have to be the change. You do. You do. I yeah, mean, you, it, it sounds so cliche, but you have to be the one to, to take the reins of your life. Yeah. No one's coming to save you. No one's coming to change it for you. You just have to start creating new habits that are, are not going to allow yourself to, to get into a state that's just uncontrollable. Because yes. if you do, it's going to show up in every part of your life, unfortunately, or, you know, or sometimes yeah. fortunately, because it's going to be a wake up call for a lot of people. And, you know, to me, taking care of self is the most important thing you can ever do in your entire life is the most important thing. You know what I didn't like? I didn't like the fact that the majority of the portion of the medical industry Mm -hmm. just wants to give you medicine, right? So, and it goes back to no one ever goes to the root of a problem the, the root of the problem is not giving me medicine. The root of the problem is Catherine needed to control how she deals with stress and stimulus and, and people and so on. That's what was actually going to make Catherine better. But I didn't realize that until I realized that all the medication wasn't helping me. And mm-hmm. I was still feeling the same way when I got into a stressful situation, because then I started getting anxiety attacks. And I was like, well, now what do I do? And then I just had to learn, well, what if I just slow my breathing? What Mm. if, right? And you start going through. And then that's when I started actually reading books about mindset and all of these things. But that was only about seven years ago. Mm -hmm. You know, to think that I went through 43 years of my life trying to figure out what do I do? And then the last seven years, well, it's already here. This is what you have to do. You, but you at least started. That's the whole, that's the beauty of it. You know, you could have continued down a, a, a way that just wasn't going to serve you, continuing to not serve you, you know, and it's, 
I think it's just, it's because what you don't know, you don't know. But right. I feel like we're in a day, we're in a time right now where if you don't know, and this may sound harsh, but I feel like it's almost ignorance now because mm-hmm. it's, it's so hard not to see that there are so many offerings out there to help yes. you. Everywhere you look, there's a place of, you know, breath work or meditation or some sort of self-healing, self-soothing you can do for yourself. So if you're turning a blind eye, that's on you, you know, cause, and there, and there are ways to do it for free. You know, you can hop online and take these courses for free. You know, I was great. I was so blessed to have a mom who introduced me to a holistic healthcare uh, lifestyle at, in my teen years. And so I, I gratefully didn't, I have never, I don't take medications. You know, I've always been holistic my entire life, but if you don't know, you don't know. Right. But now you're right, Catherine, like this, this, we're now in a time where everybody I feel like as a collective are asking questions, how can we heal? How can we heal ourselves? Mm-hmm. You know, how can we fix things rather than mask them? Because I think people are just tired. They just say they, they want to experience a full life. And you can't do that if you're if you're consumed by TV or just, you know, full of full of drugs. I mean, you know, well, to put it plain and simple. And I think that's what concerns me the most is 15 years ago when I was in Europe, okay, I had an excuse. There was no one educating me on mm-hmm. ways to handle stress. The internet was such a, uh, uh, at its infancy, really, yeah. that there was really no information coming from there. But it's exactly like you said, there is no excuse today. And I do believe that a lot of people, they are just masking mm-hmm. how they're feeling rather than understanding how they're feeling and then dealing with it. And learning how to manage how they feel, because that's really what this is about is managing. Um, I I have a list here of a few different things. And I know that this is you and I both do these, I would say, almost on a daily basis or things that we are aware of. So number one is exercise. I mean, it is the simplest free activity that a person could do to make themselves and their body feel better every single day. And it's as simple as walking outside in nature. I mean, is there any better way to de-stress after a day or even to start your day off like that? I I mean, to me, it's entry level to life is to move your body. You don't have to be in a gym and lift heavy weights. I mean, but, but just move your body, do something because movement's going to keep you going in life. You know, the minute you start getting stagnant, that's the minute you start you know, crumbling. I mean, truthfully, really at any age, you know, you have to keep moving. So, you know, and if you ask any cardiologist out there, the number one thing pretty much even in Western medicine on their books is exercise. Yep. So that's just like entry level to me to to living a full life. And that's what got me on my road to reversing all of my heart issues was Mm -hmm. getting up and moving every single day. No excuses. It was every single day, no matter how I felt, even if I had pneumonia, I was up and I was walking at a slower pace, but still walking and moving, reducing alcohol, caffeine and sugar, because all of those are stimulants. Mm -hmm. And so they are going to stimulate however you happen to be feeling. That's all they do. They are an enhancement. So, you know, if you're drinking a lot of coffee and you have anxiety, it is going to enhance your anxiety by the amount of coffee you're drinking, basically sugar does the same thing. And so does alcohol. Well, and alcohol is a depressant. So, you know, I mean, you're starting to mix both of those together. No wonder you're not even, you know, on an even keel. And so, you know, most people are, think of that now packaged with poor sleep, 
poor eating habits. And you wonder why people are just out off, you know, out there reacting nonstop. Of course. I mean, their, their whole systems are off. So naturally they're going to come from that state. Yeah. And if you do find yourself always moving in the direction of, you know, I'm waking up in the morning and I need caffeine or I need sugar or I need, when you have the word need, that's where you, you really need to become conscious of what you're doing Mm -hmm. and say, okay, well, today I have to minus one cup of coffee and I'm going to go and walk instead of whatever time you have that second or third coffee, go out and walk, you know, just replace one thing with another, but replace it with something healthy. And it's the the fastest way to start undoing these habits that we get into in, in order to cope with the stress that we're feeling. Mm-hmm. I'm big on the replacement of habit. That's huge. You know, I've never been a, a must need coffee drinker. I enjoy a cup of coffee, you know, mm. a small one, but you do a lot of hot tea. Mm-hmm. Uh, however, there's, there's stuff available now that you can even replace your coffee with, you know, they have right. mushroom stuff, coffees, and so there's so many other healthy alternatives that you can replace that cup of coffee with. That's actually going to give you benefits for your, you know, your immune system. Yeah. Next one is massive, huge nutrition. Mm-hmm. Food is everything. Yeah. I mean, I did not realize the extent to how important it is until you don't do it right. And then you start doing it right. And you will do an entire 360 in your attitude and in your functionality on a day-to-day basis and your alertness, everything changes. And, you know, whether that's reducing dairy, reducing gluten, or completely cutting them out, that's, it's a personal choice, but the same thing with protein and, uh, you know, you know, better than anyone working and owning uh, a health store, Mm. protein is everything, but getting it from good sources though, too, you know, I mean, just because we're in a time right now where everyone's just throwing a label on it, calling it, you know, non-GMO, gluten-free, dairy-free, all these things. Now, I mean, now you're going down the rabbit hole of plant-based foods, which people really need to start doing some research on that because it's not all it seems to be. And so where you're getting your proteins from, where you're getting your fruits from, you know, are they organic? Are they, you know, is it processed? So it's just, it's, it's taking the time to educate yourself because like you said, Catherine, it is in my opinion, the most important thing. And that, that ties in parlays with taking care of self, you know, what you're consuming is going to be a direct reflection on how your health is going to be, how your mindset's going to be, how your energy is going to be and how you're just going to function on a daily basis. And you know that people won't realize how important it is until they start changing drastically what they eat. When you start cutting out, and this is what I've noticed even with myself, if I cut out 70% of the carbs that I take and I do, and I replace that with vegetables and protein, my energy, Mm -hmm. I mean, there's no yawning, there's no nothing. (laughs) It's, it's just, you're constantly, you just feel like you're up and you're alive And then when it's time to sleep, you actually sleep really well. And it's just this chain. You you literally have to be brave enough to say, I am going to change and I'm going to stick with it because just doing it for a week is going to do nothing because your body takes at least three days to catch up anyways from what you've eaten three days ago is what I've learned over the years. Um, But Chrissy, you know what has really, I have noticed a massive difference is I used to avoid beef because it always gave me an upset stomach. And a month ago, I started eating grass-fed beef. And now 
I feel nothing. I feel no indigestion. Uh, it's small amounts, but I actually am eating beef again, but it's grass fed and I have no bloating. I have nothing after it, which is a prime example of how important it is, like you just said, in the quality of what you are eating. Yeah, quality is everything. You know, I'm I'm a big advocate of beef. You know, there's a lot of stuff out there that tries to steer people from it. Once again, do your research. Once again, really start following and learning more from, you know, experts out there in this in this space. You know, beef is not bad for you. It's where you get your beef from and and all that. So quantity I, yeah. and everything. Yeah, because yep. everything. Sleep, which is I just said, people don't realize how important sleep really is, and rest your body, your muscles, your brain, everything regenerates when you sleep. And I think that there's a lot of people out there who would feel a lot less stress and agitation and anxiety if they actually slept more. We're a sleep deprived society as a whole, you know, and it's due to the decisions people make on a daily basis. You know, you're, you're pouring junk in your body on the daily, you're not going to sleep. That's just, that's just, that's not rocket science. That's just, you know, that's facts. And then my last three points are time and priority management. We've talked about this so many times, you know, you'll feel less stress if you have everything under control and whatever is within your control, your time is within your control. Your priorities on a daily basis are within your control. So if you start to take control of that and make decisions on how you want your day to go, instead of letting your day rule you, I think everything would change. And people don't realize how important those two things are. Either you take control of your day or the day takes control of you. And that's where you start to feel overwhelmed. Mm -hmm. You have to be intentional. You know, the power of intention throughout your day is, is going to determine where you're going to be in your life. You know, I'm very intentional on who I even allow in my space now, you know, and that, and that may bother and trigger some people from my past who I don't allow in my space anymore. And it has nothing to do with an evil eye. It's, it's, it's done with love. It just means I'm in a space right now where I'm very protective of who I allow in my space because there's so much going on in my life. I have to be intentional on who I allow in my space. I mean, it's just a lot of people don't, don't think of it that way, but who you surround yourself with is, is everything. It's everything. Um, and then the last two points were breathing relaxation techniques, which we've talked about before, deep breathing, not Mm -hmm. shallow and talking, talk to people. If you're feeling stressed, get it out, put it in a journal, right? If you actually don't feel like you have anyone to talk to, put it in a journal, just get it out of your head. The power of pen to paper. We've talked about that before and it's, it's so true. I'm going to add to your list real quick. I think Please it's do. so important to have fun. It yeah. sounds so simple and, and whatever. And, laugh but you, and smile and oh enjoy. My gosh. I don't think people have enough playtime in their life, you know, because like you said, they're allowing their life to run them. Yeah. They're being pulled in t- 20 different directions with kids and family ab- obligations and work and, and everything you can imagine. So there's, they've lost that, that sense of wonder in life. You know, think about when you're a kid how in awe you were of everything. Circle back to that. Circle back to to carving out some playtime for yourself every day. Any last point you'd like to make? I'll end with a quote, but what do you feel like is one last thought that you have on this subject? Don't take life so seriously. 
Mm-hmm. I really do. I, I feel good. that the reason why people are reacting out of all this anger and frustration and resentment and all, all those low vibe, like just feelings is because there's this, like you, like you said, this cloud of overwhelm that is just hanging over people and just let it go. I mean, life is, life is precious. We are here to enjoy it. We are here to, you know, just feel everything, the experience that it has to offer. Don't, don't take life so seriously. But secondly, and I'll, and I'll say it again, work on yourself, take time to work on yourself. The minute you commit to a life of growth mindset, of self-love, of self-compassion, your whole outer world will change. It, it, it has to. It's law. It will change. You cannot live in the same vibrational frequency when you have changed your inner world. Your outer world will shift. So I think that's that would be my, my biggest point that I, I would encourage everyone to take to heart and, yeah. really, and really begin to change their life and their inner world. That's wonderful. That's really good. Um, so the quote that I am going to end with is, the greatest weapon against stress is our ability to choose one thought over another. It's really that simple, (laughs) right? We can have a negative thought or we can turn it and make it a little more positive. And that's as simple as it gets. Well, folks, (laughs) that's it today for stress. We've covered a lot, but I think that we've given you some things to think about. We've given you some tools uh, to learn to manage your stress. There are a lot of resources online that you can look up. There are books, there are TED Talks, there are YouTube videos. Everything is out there. There are even online therapy sessions that you can do with people now. Like you don't even have to leave your house. So if you do feel like you are missing the tools to handle stressful situations that are coming at you on a daily basis, or you are waking up and you already feel overwhelmed before you even get out of bed, please talk to someone. Because you don't have to get into a point of having chronic stress, which will lead to illnesses and, you know, God forbid anything else. You have the control to take back control in your life. So just go out there and find those tools for yourself. If you have found this helpful, feel free to share it with someone who you think may gain something helpful from it. If you like what's going on, give us a five-star review and... We look forward to seeing you again next week. Bye for now. Make it a beautiful weekend.